Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Velez, a podcast dedicated to relationships, the one you have with yourself and others. So how are you today? I had an interview planned, but decided instead to take some time to talk about what many of us are experiencing in varying degrees this week. Uncertainty, fatigue, fear, sadness, anger, maybe even hopelessness. Now, for those of you who are loving life and feeling like everything is working out just beautifully in your country, in your community, in your family, in your body, in your brain, I'm very happy for you. And I encourage you to shut this down immediately and return to that idyllic life you're living. For the rest of us, I want to talk about the heaviness of these last six or seven months and the future. What do we do when our world Our country seems to have gone mad, come undone. How do we find hope amidst the feeling of hopelessness? Well, first, we must acknowledge what we're feeling and thinking. Identify it. It's okay to feel hopeless, to lose heart. Recognize these days of gloom that we now can see outside as well as feel inside. Have you been feeling lately like you don't have much energy, so fatigued and tired of it all, despite how hard you've been trying to make things okay for your children, your loved ones, and yourself, trying to just figure it out? And I know you've been trying hard. What do you do when you don't know what else to do? I think so many of us right now are on autopilot or we're so busy and so distracted that we really don't know what's going on inside our own heads and our hearts. We might be afraid to stop and feel because it's just too overwhelming. This year, literally and figuratively, has taken our breaths away. We diligently watch for breathlessness and coughing in ourselves and our loved ones. We put on a mask to try and protect one another and often end up feeling we can't catch our own breath at times. Hearing the phrase, I can't breathe as a rallying cry and figuring out how to right the wrongs of injustice. People and cities being destroyed or hurt by violence. And on the heels of one thing and then another, at least for us in California, come the fires, the smoke in the air, and feeling like we can't breathe. I can smell the smoke sitting here talking to you, and I'm inside. And other feelings of worry, disappointment, the sorrow of grief and loss because we've lost loved ones, because loved ones are in danger or isolated. Many of us have lost jobs or a business it took us years to build. For most of us, we've lost precious time with loved ones, and we're mourning that as well. The irony for some of us in having so much time available but not being able to spend it in some of the important ways that create meaning in our lives with people, school, work, funerals, weddings, ceremonies of all kinds, being with friends, putting dreams and our very lives on hold. Take a moment, and whether you're standing, sitting, or lying down, just be still. Even that might feel challenging. Now, using your awareness, scan your body from head to toe without judgment, just being aware of how you feel. Are you feeling any tightness in your chest, your muscles, your neck, your shoulders, Check your shoulders. Are they up around your ears? Tense. If they are, take a deep breath and move them down. Feel the difference? Is your breathing shallow? Are you holding your breath? 
draw in a deep breath deep into your lungs and then release. And as you do that, think, when was the last time you breathed deeply? Does your stomach hurt, your chest, your head, sinuses? Are you feeling sluggish from overeating or sleeping too much? Or are you feeling weak and fatigued from not eating or sleeping? What is happening in your body? And what is happening in your brain? Are you agitated, moving from thing to thing without actually getting anything done, trying to keep busy or distracted? Do you have racing thoughts centered on what if? What if this happens or that happens? Are you losing your motivation? Are you having automatic negative thoughts? Now think if you have ever felt this way in your past. Recall times in your life you may have felt like this. In talking about trauma and loss, I often use the analogy of a snowball going downhill and becoming larger and larger. When we have traumas or losses in our lives, They often, through time, become entangled in one another, and our feelings can become intensified, enmeshed, and confused. Maybe we become more irritable, shut down, angry, and sometimes we don't know why. I was a counselor assigned to a school site when an on-campus shooting occurred, and the principal was killed by the janitor. I don't talk about this very often, but I bring it up now because It was a tremendously difficult time for everyone at the school and obviously for his family and loved ones. And recently, I have begun to have similar feelings as I did during that time. There was so much trauma and so much sadness and anger, fear and uncertainty. I remember coming home from work drained and exhausted, but more than that, incredibly sad. And I bring this up because these last few months, have felt similar to me, heavy. And it's odd to think that a shooting on a school campus in 2011 could feel like a pandemic, civil and social unrest and raging wildfires in 2020. But of course, it is not so much the circumstances that connect in us, but the feelings. Old traumas or hurts or losses may be coming up for you now in unexpected ways. Sit and think about it or journal about it. Be aware of how you're feeling because you've been through a lot recently and we have more to go through. Next, if you're having feelings of hopelessness, then it can mean a few different things. It might mean things just suck right now, (laughs) but it might also mean you're not using your coping skills or you need new ones because the old ones aren't working anymore. It can mean depression has gotten to the point where you need therapeutic and medical intervention. It might mean that things you're going through do feel hopeless and they are based on being besieged, overwhelmed, and perhaps a combination of the past and present as well as the uncertainty of the future right now. Most of us are in the midst of individual challenges and trauma as well as our collective trauma as neighbors and citizens. Hopelessness can come about because maybe you're looking for work and can't find it. You don't know how you're going to pay next month's rent. You don't know how you're going to work your job and homeschool your kids. You feel alone and believe you'll never meet someone with whom to share your life. You thought you'd beaten that addiction and now find yourself using You're married and feel your spouse doesn't listen and maybe you made a mistake. 
you're fighting all the time with your teenager or your partner and you are exhausted and feel like it will never end. That beautiful vacation you planned this year is not going to happen. Your parents are alone in a care facility, not allowing visitors. All of these are individual and family stressors and challenges and tragedies. But then you combine that with having been under quarantine and having to wear masks and not being able to see your support group, your friends, or get that mani-pedi or get a massage or do the retail therapy or go out to dinner or go to a bar and have a drink with friends or any one of the multiple coping skills and supports that have been denied us, at least most of us. And in the midst of it all, as if that were not enough, we deal with the politics of everything, the negativity of the news, not knowing who to believe for many of us, the outrage and horror and sadness of how we sometimes treat one another. And now we watch as the animals and our neighbors, at least in California, flee from wildfires and our fire personnel are exhausted and determined trying to save our state from burning up. It's a lot. Examining and acknowledging your feelings and considering when you've felt this way before is part of holding on to hope and preparing for the best. In doing this work, you may make connections and remember things that will help you now. It's also valuable to have the realization You know, I felt this way before, and it did change, and I did feel better. Things did get better. And if you've never felt this way before, this kind of heaviness feels unique, which it does for many of us. That's okay, too. Look to identifying coping skills that you've been using. What is working and what isn't working for you anymore? Write them down so you have something to refer to when you need it. Experiment with things you haven't tried before. For a list of things, refer to my podcast on self-care or coping in COVID or simply Google coping skills. I want to encourage you to use grounding in whatever you do. The purpose of grounding is to reconnect us in the present, pull us out of distressing emotions or memories, and help bring awareness to our bodies and brains. Simply... Grounding can be anything that engages the five senses and helps us feel connected. If you're standing in the kitchen and feeling overwhelming sadness, take a deep breath. What do you see? A tree out the window, the dog at your feet, maybe a popsicle stick frame your first grader made with her picture inside. Think about what you're seeing. Then focus on what you're hearing, birds outside the air kick on, your phone go off. What are you smelling? Your perfume, the breakfast your partner made earlier? What do you feel? The air in your lungs, your feet on the tile, your hands on your face, your tears. What do you taste? Maybe the coffee you had earlier, the saltiness of tears running down. If nothing, pop something sweet in your mouth. Do this every time to return to the present, even for just a moment. I remember several weeks after the loss of the school principal, four teachers and I were sitting outside. It was a California February afternoon with a comfortable coolness and plenty of sunshine. The campus was quiet and we took comfort and peace in simply sitting there, 
focusing on our breathing. Suddenly, one of the teachers, she, she stood up and she said, let's walk barefoot on the grass. We didn't even question it. We all kicked off our shoes and walked in circles together, smiling and even laughing at our collective apparent silliness. And we felt better after that. And there is science behind it. Connecting directly with the earth can reduce tension, lower stress, and improve sleep. Plus, we were getting vitamin D from the sun. This is also called grounding, or another name is earthing. Feeling the grass and dirt on your feet, hugging trees, smelling flowers, anything connecting you to nature. Hard to do right now, but know we will be able to do it again soon. And maybe... You can get creative and find some way to do it in small doses right now. Create a space for your prayers, meditation, yoga, thinking, reading. Create that space in your home or yard. Place pictures of loved ones, mementos, candles, anything that is important to you. And in this space of reflection, make sure to give thanks. Express gratitude to God or nature or just putting it into the universe. Say the words out loud if you can. It may feel silly at first, but there is such power in the spoken word. Use your pet as an excuse if you need to. Talk aloud to them. Also, as hard as it is right now sometimes, try to find time for fun. And this can be difficult. But laughing with friends over the phone, watching something funny, and avoiding the news, at least for a while, are things we need. Another thing you can do is take some kind of action, no matter how small. Find purpose, whether it's putting a bowl of water out in your yard in case a thirsty animal comes by, or checking in on people, listening and empathizing with them, spending time with your family, playing games together rather than everyone retreating to their own screen. Make meals together or deliver meals to friends. Find a way to do for someone else, no matter how small you think it is, even paying someone a compliment. Offer what you can and ask for help when and if you need it. Give someone else the chance to help, and it makes meaning for you both. Looking outside, I can't help but encourage you to pack a bag if you haven't already, a go bag. Just when you thought since there were no vacations this year, you wouldn't have to pack a bag. But remember, if you're in California, it's fire season and time to pull out a duffel bag or a suitcase. Go to, um, it's called calfireprevention.org for a list of things to pack and how to prepare. Keep a go bag in your car or by your front door. Like my grandma used to say, if you prepare for it, it ain't going to happen. And much of the time she was right. And lastly, find meaning and perhaps look at shifting your thinking just a little bit. Humans are wired to find meaning in things. If you're a person of faith, lean into your faith. Now is the time to use it more than ever. If you are not, consider what you're lacking in these times. What do you need? Hope, like faith, doesn't just happen to you. They are byproducts of hard work looking for meaning, looking for love, wanting to find it. Sometimes people confuse religion with faith. And I I just want to say, if you've been traumatized by religion, 
I am so sorry. And I encourage you to seek out people you trust, loving and without judgment, to have conversations that might be intellectually and emotionally stimulating and hopefully spiritually as well. I heard a wonderful metaphor last week. I was speaking to a young woman who was a gardener and she was telling me that most people think wind is bad for plants. But the reality is the strongest plants, the ones with the surest and strongest roots, are the ones who had exposure to some wind, particularly when they were seedlings, when they were young. The plant that is subject to some wind grasps a little tighter with their roots. They are anchored more securely. Perhaps you're feeling that strong wind right now, and hopefully what we are experiencing will help our roots to be stronger. We won't let the winds knock us down. Going back to my time on the school campus after the shooting, I remember doubting myself and feeling overwhelmed by the amount of sadness and pain. After one particularly difficult day, I was sent an email from a friend regarding the story of Mr. Rogers being scared as a child and asking his mother how not to be afraid. And his mother said, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And that story helped me. I realized I was one of the helpers now, and I started focusing on all the good people were doing in the midst of overwhelming tragedy. Focusing on the love while not ignoring the evil helped. Faith often comes. It is created in witnessing love in action. And that is something we can always do. I believe it's where our greatest power lies. So I encourage you to try something new and keep trying. This is the hard part. Losing hope in this world can be easy, but be stubborn about this. Be hard-headed. Hold on to hope with both hands and know that things will change. They always do. Thank you for listening. Have a week filled with finding meaning, trying new coping skills, and looking forward to the future. And prayers for all our first responders and firefighters.